Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Burrow is a furniture company known for timeless design and thoughtful construction. And free shipping. And that extends to their outdoor collection. Their outdoor furniture is built to withstand the elements, featuring rust-proof stainless steel hardware, weather-ready teak, and quick-dry foam cushions. For Memorial Day, get 15% off your Burrow purchase at burrow.com acast and up to 25% off outdoor. That's up to 25% off outdoor furniture at burrow.com acast. There's a mark on every stage around the world that signifies the center of its depth and width, called Center Center. Friend of the pod, James Whiteside, has dreamed of standing on that very mark as a principal dancer with the prestigious American Ballet Theater ever since he was a 12-year-old, blown away by watching the company's spring gala. This new, almost memoir, Center Center, is an exuberant behind-the-scenes tour of Whiteside's triple life, both on and off stage. Here is chat with James about the inspiration behind the book, what the writing process was like, and what he hopes readers will ultimately take away from this collection of essays in episode 247. Grab your copy of Center Center now, wherever books are sold, or click the link in the description of this episode. I'm Rebecca King-Ferraro. And I'm Michael Sean Breeden, and you're listening to Conversations on Dance. This week, we talk with New York City Ballet dancer India Bradley from the 2021 Vail Dance Festival this past summer, before the company returned to work. India last appeared on the podcast The Vail Dance Festival prior to the beginning of her first season at New York City Ballet as a member of the Corps. You can listen to our chat with her in episode 159. Today, India talks about giving herself grace during the pandemic to step away from the stage, how she has found her way back, and what she has most enjoyed about returning to the stage in the studio. Ladies and gentlemen, that is the local style. We are heralding the uh, return of India Bradley to the podcast. Bravo. Welcome back. Tis I. You were a fan fave last time. What? Yes. Yeah, we got emails. We got a lot of feedback. Yeah. Oh my goodness. You were 
a hit. She's so you're back. Best. She's back. So we last talked to you two years ago. I know. Um, kind of crazy. It feels more recent, but a well, lot has transpired since. Boy, has it. Yeah. Oof. But let's go back to that moment in time. It was your yeah. first time in Vail. Mm-hmm. You had just gotten your core contract, right? Wait, was that my first time in Vail or was oh. it my second? Mm. That was my second year. This is your year. third time That in was Vail. the year we did Tyler's piece. That was my second year. Okay. Okay. Yeah, I was 19. You came as an apprentice first. I, was, I came okay. as an apprentice first. Okay. So this is your third year already. My third wow. year, yeah, baby. Yeah, girl. I see you all the time. Yeah, you, I actually see you guys more than I see like colleagues. <laughs> 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 it's like kind of crazy. <laughs> so let's, um, let's talk about what happened after Vail. You went right into the fall and winter and of course Nutcracker, fall season. And winter season, it was a, it was a lot uh, going on for you. It was craziness. What was some of your rep like in the fall season? Do you remember? Can we go back? So long ago. Oh my (laughs) god. I'm like, okay, wait. That was 2019. 2019. That was going into 2020. Yeah. Yeah. So, ooh, I cannot tell you what I did in the fall of 2019. I literally can't. It's so long ago. I don't even remember. I feel like it was like. Everything has changed since then. It know? was, yeah. I feel like we did like probably like an emeralds, rubies, diamonds situation. We didn't. We didn't. We didn't. Do, you know, do you know what we did? <laughs> I just know. I mean, I I saw it like every program that year. I mean, I remember you did Lauren's premiere, The Shaded Line. Oh, Shaded Line was um, fun. God, this is forever ago. You're taking me back. Taking you okay. back. <laughs> well, um, Lauren's thing, piece was very fun. One thing you'll definitely remember. In the winter season, you debuted in the soloist girl in La Source. Yeah, let's talk about that. Yeah, Um, we can talk about. Yeah, so what? I love that role for you. It was it was a cool thing because it was five debuts, I believe, five debuts in the part. Four, four, only four. Still a that's still Still a lot lot for one part. Yeah, and there were only who was it? Emma Vonick. There were five shows. Rachel Hutzel, Bailey Jones, you Bailey Jones. That's it. That's it. Mm -hmm. Okay, so you each got. One show, like it was a one and done. Emma so and far, Bailey so. got two shows, okay, and Rachel and I got one. So there was like six, yeah, there were like six shows mm-hmm. or something yeah. like that. It was like something so weird, and I was like, I, I also had gotten sick right before, and this is when people were like, oh, maybe like later people. John was like, maybe you had COVID because I got so sick I <laughs> oh. couldn't even come to work. Oh no! And it was when we were casting the source, and so I was like, well, I'm gonna be an understudy, like whatever. Right. Like I already know it. All those girls are older than me, anyways, so I'll probably you know do it next time it goes. And then I came back, and they were like, oh no, yeah, you have a show. Yeah. And I was like, oh. You missed okay. the like audition. Yeah, right? I literally missed didn't the audition. Wendy come to watch? Wendy, yeah. or Wendy, and, Wendy John and John. Both came to watch a rehearsal. Mm-hmm. And uh, it was a process, which is like also unusual because normally you just kind of like, this is your part. Yeah, it's just written down on the yeah. schedule. Yeah. 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 So you got your, you got cast in the role even yeah. though you missed your audition. I know. Work. But then what was <laughs> the um, rehearsal process like for that? Did you work with Rosemary? Did I worked you? with Rosemary. It was. Like, I've always loved her. I feel like we always had some sort of, like, weirdly kind of funky connection, like, in a good way. Like, we just, I just loved working with her so much. Um, And I like her style of rehearsals, like, the way she runs rehearsals. But working with her for a soloist role was so special. I was like... I'm so happy I got to do it before, like, because she's really old. I don't, you know, I don't know how long she's going to be around. And I wanted to do that before. I don't know, something, maybe she just would leave the company or something. Um, So I was happy I got to work with her. She gave such good corrections. Everything she said, she gives very, like, like Heather Watts is like an artistic corrector. Like Mm -hmm. she's like, live and put your personality in it. 
and blah, 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 blah. And yes, there's some technique that she talks about, obviously, but Rosemary is like a a technique corrector, mm-hmm. as she should be, I mean, with the court of ballet. Yeah. Um, and it was really helpful for LaSource because LaSource is such a technical role. Mm-hmm. Oh my God, the whole thing is just like a Suki Shore class. Yeah. Right, yeah. Like, it's so hard. Um, Suki was the originator of that role. Ex- that's why so, I said it. Yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> Dropping out a little bit in there. India. Okay, India, knowing your history. I know. Because, I mean, I had to watch all these videos to like, and that was also. So you watched videos to prepare. I watched videos. I watched Suki. I watched, um, oh my God, I'm blanking right now. Long hair. Miss. Uh, Cheryl Ware. Cheryl Ware. Mm-hmm. I watched Miss Ware because I felt like I related the most to her in the role. Like she's longer. Yeah. And not so like compact. Yeah. Um, and I feel like I relate to that because um, I'm not a short, like I'm not a short, da- I don't have You're that about like. about medium height. Yeah. Right? And, and I have, don't. You do have very long legs. Yeah. And I have long limbs and it's hard for me to do those kind of roles. Mm-hmm. And so that's why I was also kind of confused as to why I even got to do it, to mm-hmm. be completely honest. Yeah. Um, because the other girls were, I felt like were more that role than I was. Um, but I think maybe John and Wendy just like wanted to like get me out there and right. just like see how I handled it. Right. Um, and I was nervous. I did not really like the way I felt before. I in, in rehearsal. In rehearsals, I before rehearsal, I would get like some sort of level of anxiety every time, and I'm not even an anxious person, and I would. Yeah, I would get anxious before rehearsals because it was kind of like all of my weaknesses warped into one, like. So it was more role. like you felt the part wasn't necessarily like your comfort zone, or was it also it's a very puffy part? It was completely out of my comfort zone, which was one reason to be anxious about it, and then number two, it's just extremely hard. Yeah, very, like right, it's right. not like out of your comfort zone. Oh, but it's fine. Like it's extremely hard and puffy. I can't imagine doing that up here, like in this altitude. Oh I would gosh. literally die. Yeah. But then there's that nice moment where it's like that gorgeous music where you're just doing boys. Was yeah. that like was like like okay, I'm gonna live here? It was more like gosh, gee, my calves really hurt and I'm about <laughs> to start jumping again. Like uh-huh. honestly, the whole thing was really hard for me. And I was younger. I think maybe maybe I would handle it better now. I was younger and I felt like um, being like fourth cast, I didn't get like the stage rehearsals with like the girls, like, you know, with the lights and costume yeah, yeah. and all of that and mm-hmm. super like feel super comfy before you go on stage. I didn't get a lot of that preparation, which is no one's fault. That's just like how it works. There's mm-hmm. no time right. to do that. Do you ever think though, we've talked about this, like, I mean, especially at New York City Ballet, unless it's a gala night, it's kind of every show to, to my mind uh-huh. maybe the weekends sell more or something uh-huh. but like it's kind of like every show is of equal importance oh yeah like the thing is like there were going to be people in the audience watching your show regardless you know yeah, so no. it's kind of funny it's every ballet company does this but to prioritize certain groups is like well there's still people coming to other shows right, right, right. <laughs> yeah right yeah and no and it and they and no one ever made it seem like that either like it was very much like you're just the fourth person okay. doing so it. It right, wasn't right. like yeah, yeah. I called myself fourth cast right. just in my I mind. The that's last just, person right. to premiere. Just the last person to do it. But I was like Saturday night. 
like that okay. was my show. Yeah, so yeah. It, it wasn't like I felt like less important or anything. Yeah. It's just that when so many people are doing a role, you just don't have the time sure, yeah. to rehearse everyone and make sure everybody gets a staging and lighting. And you know rehearsal. what's great about that? And I, I totally understand that there are those anxieties that come with it, but I'm sure you're so glad you got to do it and that, yeah. that they weren't because I think sometimes artistic staff will be like, oh, well, there's no time for a stage rehearsal. So you don't get to do right, it. Right. Right. For you, you're still like, it's okay. Like, yeah, I, I still Did want you have that. No stage rehearsal. I had my first rehearsal on stage was when John and Wendy, after they, after I came back and I was like officially cast and they had to watch my first rehearsal with them was on stage. And I can't, I think, yeah, the girls were there. Like the core was there, which was nice, but it was like a leotard and tights, like rehearsal, rehearsal, which is fine. I wasn't mad about that at all. And I really could care less about lights and stuff. Don't really like make things that, I'm not one of those dancers who's like, I didn't get a lighting rehearsal. (laughs) Um, But it was really just, I was, I think I was so focused on it, the role so much because it was so out of my comfort zone. I didn't care about all that other extra stuff. I was like, okay, fine. As long as I get through it. Yeah. I was like, I have to get through it. I don't care about lights and costumes. Yeah. Do you think that, um, having your first big featured role outside of your comfort zone? Yeah. Now, in retrospect, was yeah. that a good thing? Mm. Like, would you have preferred to just be in something that's like, I mean, what you feel super Obviously, I pref- would have preferred to have <laughs> done my first role being something where I'm like, this is so me. Mm-hmm. I've always dreamed of this role or whatever, you know. Um, obviously, I would prefer, would have preferred <laughs> that. But, you know, things happen the way they do. I can't change that. And that's what it was. I'm glad that... I got the role mm-hmm. if, yeah. if you want to like keep it simple. I'm yeah. not like ungrateful about it or anything. And it was such a learning lesson um, about just the fact that, I mean, it won't probably be the last time I'll do something that's out of my right. comfort zone. Right. Like, yeah. That's a kind of what I was saying. Like it's like now the next thing you do, you know, odds are eventually like, it's unlikely you're, that you're, parts two, three, and four are all going to be like, yeah, and now perfect, I'm uncomfortable right. again. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. I'm, or they will, and then yeah. I'll be super duper happy. <laughs> yeah. Right. So, yeah. It's interesting to hear you say, like, um, even just now, two years later, you feel like you would feel differently about it or maybe approach it differently. Mm-hmm. And I find that so interesting because, of course, we talk about that because we're old. You're not old yet. <laughs> so you are, no, but you already have that, like, ability to look back and say, I can, you know, approach it in a different way. And so, yeah. not to, jump forward too much but now being back in veil again you have a very exciting role coming up you're gonna be doing who cares Mm -hmm. so how do you feel like maybe one is this in your comfort zone Mm -hmm. and if it's not how do you feel like this experience is informing what you're doing here yeah um the role i'm doing in who cares is definitely like if i had to compare it to the soloist girl in in the source is much more in my comfort zone (laughs) yeah um, You're doing the embraceable you part of that. Yeah, which is Heather's old part. Mm-hmm. And I'm not doing the variation, which is the turning girl. Mm-hmm. Right. Bella's doing it. She was saying it's so and hard. And she's nervous yeah. about it yeah. too. Cause it she's, hard. and that's like, and I feel for her cause she's like, it's kind of out of her comfort zone. Right. And I'm like, girl, I, re- I know, I relate, but she looks so great funny. in it. Bella's so funny. Like, what's her comfort zone? She's such a I'm good like, turner. Yeah, you can do everything. You yeah. Can. She just has to like trust herself, whatever. Yeah. Everything's hard. Everything's kind of out of your comfort yeah. zone up right. here cause everything's just hard. True. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 But, um, who cares is definitely more in my comfort zone. It's like, Pa, it's just like arabesques and like look like you know it's more like personality mm-hmm. which 
Um, I know Heather is like, you got so much of that. Bring it into what? like the pod. You have personality. Yeah. Do I have personality? <laughs> I don't know. Hold up. Do I have personality? Hang on. Most of the emails we got were complaints about how bland <laughs> I had no the interview was. Yeah. Don't yeah. ever put this boring person on again. Uh, yeah. Y'all aren't having any fun listening to this, are you? Well, okay. okay I, wait, what were we saying? You were talking about Embraceable You and its Embraceable qualities. You. It's all about and, personality. Yeah. yeah. It's like, so. I mean, all of Who Cares is like so personality. It's right. a story. You know, it's not a story, but it is a story and and Heather's so good at like putting a story into your head or like helping you come up with a story. And so all of that is fun. And it's a lot of like extension and like, you know, just definitely things I'm more comfortable with. And it's not the puffiest thing Mm -hmm. in the world. Um, But there still are things in it that, you know, I've, and there's never going to be a role where you're like every single part in this, I just feel perfect. Right, and, right, right. Um, and so there's definitely still things even in Embraceable You that I'm like, okay, like this is more of like my weaker side. I'm not that great at this attitude turn part. Like maybe I need to focus on that. But I think what I learned from La Source was um, thinking about it now, I was so focused on my weaknesses. Mm-hmm being shown that I feel like I didn't embrace the things that I could do really well. Your strengths, yeah. But now you're going to embrace it. Like there was a menage in, I'm going to embrace it in Embraceable, you know. (laughs) (laughs) But like there was a menage in the source Mm -hmm. and I'm like, I can grand jeté. Right. So why wouldn't I like take that and like really run with it and like really bust it out? And I remember my menage didn't really go that well. I remember just like I felt so like it was just like messy or something. I don't remember what was wrong with it, but I just like didn't like how it felt because I was so focused on everything else, you know, right, like, right. turns from fifth that I had to do and like, mm-hmm. you know, blah, blah, blah and all the other stuff. And, and so I think bringing that into everything else that I do now, I'm like, okay, yeah, you have that one part, but then like the next part you love. Fine, so yeah. like. Lean into that. You've unwittingly quoted Margot Fontaine a little bit. Ooh, how um, I? Yeah. Margot. Mar- Mar- <laughs> I, think, I, I think it's Margot. If Alistair hears it, he's going to He'll email us. Wow, that would be really um, embarrassing for yeah, you. It would be embarrassing. <laughs> <laughs> but, but, so what she said was, find, if, find one thing you do well in the variation and do it well. Mm. Uh-huh. You know? It yeah. makes sense. Just like emphasize, mm-hmm. amplify right. your strengths. Right. But I think that's such a valuable lesson, yeah. you know, yeah. because that could have taken you a long time to learn that, but yeah. you've already learned it so early in your career. I wish I knew that then, but I was 19 or however right. old, 20 maybe. So whatever. who's your partner for Embraceable You? Philip. He is, what do they call it? Scholar in residence mm-hmm. here um, in Vail this year. And he is so great i freaking love dancing with him he's a student at sab he's a student at sab he's gonna be he's gonna do his last year this year and i think he has good chances of getting in the company but that's just my silly little opinion um he's a great partner uh and he's a great dancer too is it funny for you to be like the The mature now (laughs) yeah it is i feel like i'm normally always like the younger person in the room i don't know like even coming to veil like most of the artists that they bring normally every year are like seasoned dancers Mm -hmm. and you know minus like roman had the same thing he came here really young and Mm -hmm. i came here when i was a teenager so i feel like it's always like kind of like oh i'm so young i'm so young and then doing this with (laughs) philip i was like "Ooh, i'm 
I'm kind of mature, huh? Um, You're but, the cougar in the room. Yeah, I'm the cougar. I'm the coog. But it's fun. I mean, it also added a level of like, I was a little nervous at first before I even met him or like knew who he was because I was like, well, my first time being on stage and you're doing a pot of dough, you want to feel like super secure, like your partner's like super secure. Yeah. And I was like, when I found out he was a student, I was like, okay, that's fine. But I would love to feel like super comfy right. coming back to stage for like one of the first times and having to do a paw and feeling like I will be, I feel like being the older person, you kind of feel like you have to be more responsible. Mm -hmm. And also you feel like responsible if things go wrong. Mm -hmm. right. Like I found myself in the beginning of rehearsals being like, oh, sorry, sorry, sorry. That was my fault. That was my mm -hmm. fault. But it's still a partnership, and right. he's so such a solid partner. Once I started rehearsing with him, I was like, oh, we're going to be fine. Yeah. He knew the choreography better than I did, mm -hmm. I was, which is great, as the guy should, because then if I mess up anything. <laughs> is this then your first performance back? Is This is technically my uh, a second, mm -hmm. because my friend Eliza Blood, shout out to Eliza, um, who was in New York City Ballet, put together a like project this summer in Southampton and we did a performance and it was like incredible. It was like silent disco oh, cool. and like, yeah, it was so cool. And like, we did this like beautiful solo to like Nina Simone and uh -huh. like, it was like a really, really cool experience. Mm -hmm. But yeah, so this is technically my second performance. So the first like main stage. First main stage. Mm -hmm. Yeah. 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 yeah like in point shoes. Right. Yeah. Lights on your body. Lights. Um, but it'll also be your biggest role to date in Vail, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, I guess like every time I've come to Vail, I did like group, like ensemble things, I feel like, if you want to call it. Like, yeah. So I guess, yeah, really, wow. Well, not to put the pressure on you. I idea. know. I mean, Thousandth Orange always felt like it did definitely feel like such a like group mm -hmm. effort, but mm -hmm. I felt like everybody got their moment moment yeah, yeah. yeah. that was so tyler I, peck's piece, yeah right? that's tyler's piece and we're doing it again this year so i never i don't know i never came here with like uh first of all i never came here with any expectations whatsoever i would just like come and be like willing to do whatever mm -hmm. but every time i came here i never thought to myself that i like wasn't doing a principal role or anything because it just always felt like I was dancing, so yeah. I was like, okay with it. Dancing's always good. Yeah. But yeah, I guess this is a, a cool role. So it's a really cool role. <laughs> <laughs> really cool. Yeah. So what was your approach to um, the pandemic in terms of your artistic and mental health? Like, oh did you, God. a lot of people, no, a lot of people were so tuned in and just yeah. like doing 500 workouts uh -huh. and then like doing every little bubble project they could get their hands yeah, on so and that other people me. yeah so uh -huh. that you, was you did you take time off or did you explore other interests did i take time <laughs> off oh honey i was a normal girl uh -huh. i was like a normal kid i was like i didn't dance i think when i first went home i was in michigan in the beginning of the pandemic and I was doing ballet, like, I would say a few times a week, like three or four times a week. And I would work out, like, my dad is really, my, both my parents are really, like, physical people also. Like, they work out every day and stuff. So it's kind of, like, just, like, around the house. You're just, like, always kind of doing something. Um, and then, like, once I realized I was still at home, like, a month later, I was like, yeah, I'm going to slow down. <laughs> um, for what? Like, what am I doing this for? Like, it, 
it turned into like people still didn't know they were like saying like four months at this time right. we'll be we'll be back and I was like yeah right like people are literally it was like the worst of it right. was like just beginning so I was like okay I'm just gonna chill out and then I went back to the city in like the end of May beginning of June and I didn't do ballet for oof, oh my god months like I didn't do ballet for months and I didn't feel bad about it either i honestly felt a little bad for the people who thought they had to do ballet every day right and maybe they feel great now and maybe yeah. they're like see you should have been doing ballet every day well, how but how do you feel though i feel like for myself i enjoy life a lot outside of ballet and i enjoy s the social aspects of life and i enjoy the, it like kind of i enjoy being able to miss ballet mm -hmm. And you can't miss it if you're doing it every right. day so that, and with no goal inside yeah. either. So is yeah. that kind of what you found? Like when you stepped away for a second that you found yourself like excited to yeah. go back and dive in instead but of. At the same time, I was having such a good time without it that I wasn't like, oh, I miss ballet. But I was just like, I'm so glad I'm taking this time for myself because then when it's time for me to go back, I'll be like, okay, like, yeah, it's been a while. Like, yeah. yeah, I can do this again. Yeah. But if I hadn't, I would just be like. Burnt out. Yeah. And I don't like the feeling of being overworked or like I'm such a hard worker if I just really grind for no reason. Mm -hmm. Like I like to do ballet with a goal. Like when I found out we had a set date to come back to work, I was like, okay, now I can begin right. to like mm -hmm. get my life together for a reason. But yeah. like just doing it just because you're like, I just should be doing something every day. I'm very yeah. comfortable with doing nothing. Yeah, right. good. And I don't really <laughs> no, feel that bad about it. But it's funny because I kind of, I hear you in that because like when we would have our long layoffs, which do you guys have the same kind of, you don't have layoffs. layoffs really. So when we would have them for Miami City Ballet. They used to yeah. because there was no fall like a 12 season. 12-week layoff. Yeah. Oh, I see. So yeah. Yeah, but that's we when they shot center stage. Right. Yeah. They had that long All that time. period. So when we would have layoffs, everybody would be like taking class and like kind of like panicky and I was mm -hmm. like I'm gonna like I would not take a single class but I would I would cross train like yeah, I did right. thing, and again it's like I because I had a goal and I always felt better coming back like I felt stronger coming back yeah. and I think that that's an important lesson to learn also in terms of like burnout right yeah. because if you feel like you have to do it just because you feel like you have to yeah. then you're making it harder on yourself yeah, exactly. and it's making you like hate it in a yeah. way you know i instead wanted of missing to it. want to do it right yeah, instead yeah, yeah. Of being like well here i go right let me strap on well, the shoes for no reason like yeah. you know it's mm -hmm. that's and in my kitchen like are you serious yeah. like it's not that serious like for the pandemic the just the general rule there were like no for rules. mental <laughs> health was so uh only do things that spark joy and so yeah. for like yeah. a long time right. i mean i don't dance anymore but for me it was i loved it made me feel safe mm -hmm. and like mm -hmm. sane and pulled right. together. But then I, I was just like, after three months of doing bar, like I would do it five or six times a week. Really? Oh yeah. yeah. You, I mean, you know, Ooh. I love ballet. Yeah, I love, love bar, ballet. and I really love, love ballet. I love like weird. doing it for myself. <laughs> <laughs> but then I had a wall. I was, then I was just like, what are you doing? I was like, I'm sick. <laughs> like then I got to a point where I was like, I'm sick of this. Yeah. And then I didn't do it for a couple months because I was like, but it is you personal. Let it go. It's like it is personal though. It's wherever you are in your life. Like if doing ballet brings you joy, like yeah. you feel like it, like makes you less anxious yeah. or something. To have that structure 
in your life or you want to do that every day, then fine. Mm -hmm. But for me personally, I was like, I want to hang out with my friends, my COVID safe friends, folks. Mm -hmm. Um, I want to go on vacation because I never have time to. I want to, you know, like I want to do other things that I never knew or had the time to, knew I could do or had the time to do. And so, yeah, that's It was really interesting to have this moment that you're like, well, I mean, I guess we're still not out of the moment. Yeah. But but it's still, well, now it's different though. That We're not all just off and there are vaccines and there are other safety protocols and whatnot. But it was interesting to have that moment in time where we're just like, this will be unique we hope in our lives yeah. where it's like, when, when have, has anyone ever in the past hundred years had a time where it's just like, Oh, you just have to take a year off. Yeah. You yeah. have to, like, yeah. like literally you have to yeah. You just wake <laughs> up and you're like, well, what am I going to do today? Yeah. yeah, Like I've never felt like that a day in my life. And mm-hmm. I feel like our, the, everybody, all, however many generations are alive right now, we're all thinking the same thing. Like I've never in their lifespan right. probably had a day where they were like, well, what am I going to do today? Yeah. I mean, dancers for sure, yeah. I know, just don't yeah, have no. days like that. No, there's not. So it was weird. I wonder also, like we've talked a lot of pe- to a lot of people about their experience during the pandemic. I think you're one of the first ones we've talked to who is a younger dancer who mm-hmm. really, like you just had this big experience, you know, mm-hmm. this big role given to you. You're kind of, getting your groove not to say you don't have your groove now but you know (laughs) and but you know what i mean yeah yeah yeah. accruing momentum right thank Mm. you and Mm. so then that was good and then it kind of (laughs) and then the pandemic kind of put that on pause yeah was that something that was scary for you or disappointing for you or but you also really leaned into enjoying this break Mm -hmm. i tried not to think about it i was just like it's out of my control. Right. If what am I going to do? Just sit around and worry about it. Like with, there's no, it was just no point to me to think about it. I was Mm -hmm. like, I mean, of course I did think of, I thought if I had to think about not thinking about it, then I was thinking about it. But (laughs) I think when pandemic kind of first really hit and I realized we weren't going back, I was like, well, it is a little unfortunate. I feel like obviously it, I don't want to sound selfish because everyone missed out on a, a year of their careers, mm-hmm. but it is tough in a different way. I'm sure, you know, a senior core member is like, it's hard for me because how long am I going to have? Yeah. And then someone like me is like, it was hard because I was nervous that I just did a role and then yeah. it was just like, oh, and then yeah. right. we were just like gone from yeah. work, like right at, it was literally like the last thing I did in season. Right. Mm-hmm. And, um, I, yeah, I was like, I mean, I feel like everybody has a lot of time to think about maybe how bad of a job I did or how good of a job I did. <laughs> or, you know, if, if, yeah, I felt like there was just like a lot of time for like directors or people in charge to like maybe forget about yeah, but me I, but or... I, I, I don't know. It was yeah. just like, but I was like, I guess it's a great way to go out is having something good to do right before right. you left. Cause then That's you're right. like, well, when I come back, hopefully we'll be on yeah. the same, yeah, same track. Page. Yeah. But don't yeah. you think, I mean, it's so interesting. Dancers like individualize the, of course, like it's your individual experience, yeah. your individual career. Yeah. But then like, if you're thinking like, well, and I guess they just forget about me. Like what's actually replacing you in their you. head? Like there's yeah. no, well, there's no one else in front of their face. Yeah. Well, but I, right. well, I would have totally gone to that place myself. Exactly. It, that's the logical way. Yeah. Think, and that's what I, 
that's why I ended up with the just don't think about it mm-hmm. mindset right. because I was like, it's out of my control. There's nothing I can do. Yeah. And whatever, like you're going to get back and just do what you do and then you'll see what happens. Like that's the only thing. I think it's unique too because in that situation, like say – knock on wood that like if you had gotten injured for example right. the company would have continued on right and you would have felt kind of like and this is what always happens with injuries right then you feel like left behind but at mm-hmm. least in this situation mm-hmm. everything was paused and right. no one was in front of them exactly. so there's like at least that kind of yeah it was kind of comforting in a yeah. way because it was like well it's not my fault right <laughs> and everybody's going through it right yeah so i mean i'm not it is what it is. I'm not, I'm excited to get back to work. I'm very interested to get back to work. It's mm-hmm. like an interesting. So you you haven't been back to work at all because it was only that small Saratoga group. Yeah. They, I mean like nobody's really quote unquote been back to work right. because it's not everyone. Or Saratoga that, or yeah. Whatever. Like a tour where there's only a certain amount of people or yeah, you go and take company class with 14 people maybe, mm-hmm. but, right. and that's, sounds like a lot, but there's a hundred of us. Like yeah, that's right. not really back to work. You right. know what I mean? So yeah, being back to work is really going to be, I mean, they go back tomorrow, but mm-hmm. I'll be here. Um, it's going to be next week when everybody's officially there and we're like yeah. in rehearsals. We're like really in rehearsals. What are you Exciting. rehearsing? Um, a bunch of new works. Mm-hmm. I'll be in the Andrea Miller. Oh, great. Yeah. It's going to be fun. And I loved her piece um, that they showed. And it was like Unity in Indiana, Harrison Cole, Sebastian. I hope I'm not missing anyone. And it was like in Lincoln Center and they like went in the pond. It was like really mm-hmm. beautiful. Mm-hmm. So I don't really know what the vibe is. I haven't been there. I'm not there yet. So, but it should be fun. My guess just based on what Vale has been like, is it's just going to be like excitement and happy just to be back. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I think it will be. I think everybody has like a level of like, are you worried it's going to be angst central? I don't know. I'm gl- <laughs> I I feel very I'm happy that my schedule is me coming in a week late. Yeah. Because then we can get out all the small talk and like how long is your 2020? It was terrible. So like, <laughs> let's just move on. Oh, it's so good. <laughs> like I'm glad that I'm coming in late because then and everybody will be like settled in. It won't yeah. be like a big deal to like right. be back. It won't be as work. overwhelming. Yeah. And yeah. I feel like work can be very overwhelming coming back to City Valley because there's just so many of us. There's mm-hmm. like so many people yeah. to talk to. And <laughs> you. <laughs> this reminds me of Neil would always say this every year. He's like, I hate the first day back to work. There's so many people you have to say hi to. And it's just like. There's so many. <laughs> and, <laughs> and we always say City Valley is like a big family where where like. Like in a good way, but it's like you have your cousins and you have your distant cousins and you have your aunts that get on your nerves and you have your aunts that you love. You're, and you you're have your moms and dads. Second cousins. Yeah. Right and you have <laughs> your cousins that never come to the cookout, but you know, you see them around. I like that. It's like such a big and I like that elaboration. No, seriously, because there's like people you don't really and then it changes because you based on your rehearsals and who you're rehearsing with it's so interesting but yeah it's a lot to come back to there's just so many people i can so how does your body feel physically after the time off like because to our eyes we were surprised by how just really in shape everyone seems and um not in terms of like your body at all just like everyone looks like they're checking i know it's crazy yeah i your plie is looking real good india what I i told you that your, your plie looks great. Mm. Yeah. I saw you doing like, it, uh, you were doing some really beautiful ceases, but it was the way you were using your plie yeah. into the ceases. I was thinking Susie Pilar. Down. Yeah. Down. Yeah. Down. Okay. Yeah. Um, 
My body feels, okay, I'm proud of myself because I think that I went about getting into shape in the best way for me. For you, yeah. I didn't do, I didn't just like start doing ballet class six days a week. Like I like do Pilates Mm -hmm. and like go swimming Mm -hmm. and like work out. Inch into it, cross train. And then I started doing bar and just bar. Mm-hmm. And I'll like walk around in my point shoes after bar. Yes. And then I'll do like, okay, now I can do full class. But maybe full class just means like 45, 50 minutes. Mm-hmm. Like not like hour and a half, two hour classes. And then like I was jumping with point shoes on. And like maybe I'll do 16 fortes at the end if I'm feeling real goofy. But... <laughs> That's like was literally my schedule. And that was like over the course of like the past like three months. Right. Like and that seems to be like the best way for me to like get my strength back back first because I'm very loosey goosey. Yeah. Um, and then just like work work my way up. And then now I feel like I feel okay. I don't feel bad. And I feel like right. everyone looks really good yeah. with yeah. all this time off. I'm like really happy for I feel like your process probably would benefit a lot of people. Yeah. I'm from, oh. the, the, from the old school. No. And it was just like, I felt like the only way to do it was just to like no. fall off Jump the deep end. No, yeah. I, I'm with you. That's what I would. Yeah. yeah. I never yeah. did. I, you the deep to. end stuff is just not, it never feels good. Mm-hmm. Like, but it's, no, hard. It doesn't. it's hard because you want, like you want to, like you yeah. want to feel like you did something that was hard and you had a good workout or yeah. whatever, right. but like it's okay to just do bar and yeah. walk away. And for I the get day. scared of getting injured. Yeah. I, I had a physical therapist compare. I loved this comparison. He's just like, it's like if you take six months or six weeks off of drinking and then the first night you go back, and you're and just you like eight shots five in. drinks. Like yeah. maybe you'd be fine if you were used to having two drinks every so often. Yeah. And then you have your one, you know, bad night, but you're bought, you built up a tolerance. It's like you have zero tolerance. Yeah. You just threw yourself into five drinks. Yeah. Exceptional exactly. analogy. I really love, love comparing it. getting into ballet shape to drinking. drinking. Yeah. They're At very least. similar. They're cool. very, very similar. They're yeah. both very similar. rooted in addiction. <laughs> <laughs> Um, just like all the crazy things yeah Mm -hmm. Yeah. so just before we wrap up what is one of your biggest goals for this year going back into getting in the studio and performing Hmm, I think just feel it like being for my doing things for myself like Mm -hmm. every like without trying to sound extremely self-centered, I mean, ballet is kind of a self-centered sport. (laughs) (laughs) Like, I mean, you look at yourself all day, you worry about yourself all day. Like it's, it's just what it is. But I, I want to be clear with myself about my intentions at work. Even when it comes to social aspects, I don't want to over stretch myself socially, like just be there and just be myself and just like kind of let things happen and just worry about myself. Don't worry about what someone else is doing. And just, I don't know. I just, I know it sounds like really basic, but just like focus on myself. Like that's just all I really want to do. And, and, and dance well. <laughs> I just want to dance. I like well. the, the simplicity of these goals. Yeah, I, it's really not that deep. I just want to dance well, and I want to hopefully get to do cool things. And um, yeah, 
All right. Well, I'm, we're excited. I'm sure you'll do co- cool things. Regardless, I'll be in that house watching mm-hmm. you, India. I know you will. <laughs> <laughs> Yay for Michael. Yeah. I'll be thinking. Yes. That's yeah. kind of a cute accent i don't know what that was lie <laughs> for michael oh, oh wow <clears throat> are you, you should come on as a guest uh host of conversations audience but as this character are you being who's this character oh. i don't know michelle Dorrance told me i need to start like really thinking about who my um other like character you go yeah because she was like it's there but she was like it's okay if you just want it to be yourself but you need to like experiment with that so i'm thinking about that like drag india Hmm. Just like this is like an acting exercise. No, I don't know. Well, maybe I'm just like an actress. Yeah. La 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 la. <laughs> That's the perfect <laughs> note to end on. And Literal that. note. Just how we Thanks, India. Thanks, India. <laughs> Thanks, guys. That was fun. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.